Teacher Required Podcast. I am your host, Ms. Brittany Renee, and today we wanted to honor women in business that are shattering glass ceilings. It is Women's History Month, and today we have Mia, the Clipperista, here with us. Welcome, welcome. I just want to say thank you so much for coming, for answering the call. You are killing it on the ground and everywhere that you are, and so. I thought that it would just be a great opportunity to capture you. I know so many people want to know how you do it. You are in an industry that is male-dominated. Um, and so I want you to just introduce yourself and tell people who you are and what you do, and then we'll just, like, hop right into it. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Mia Clipperista, the CEO and owner of Millionaire Main Barber Lounge, which is new coming May 7th. Be on the lookout for that. I'm a barber. Once again, I call myself a Clipperista. That is not a real word. That's personal to me, but I do cut hair. Yes. Yeah. So, Millionaire Main. Yes. Dropping May 7th. But definitely something that you've been working with for a while. Mm -hmm. Let's get into that. Like, how did the name come about? How did you become a barber? Well, let's talk about how I became a barber first. Yes. So, I became a barber. I got my license May 7th. Okay. Um, yep, May 7th, uh, 2019. I started cutting hair. You know what? I think I, I started cutting hair, I think, back in about 2015. Uh, my great aunt had passed away, and my son needed a haircut. I was actually a mail carrier at the time. Okay. And I think I got off at like 7 o'clock at night. And I'm just like, you know what? He needs a haircut. I don't know where to take him because I, you know, I was a single mom. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I can go to Walmart. I can do this myself. Wow. Like, I, yeah, I can, I can do this myself. Girl, I didn't know what clippers was, so I went and got apparently some liners, and I gave him a mohawk. I'm like, this going to be easy. I gave him a Mr. T. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I'm like, oh, my God. And I called, like, three people, like, hey, could you fix this? Could you fix this? I'll give you $100. Like, yeah. could you fix it? No one ran for that $100. Oh. So I'm like, Mom, um... He was like two. I'm like, Mom, we gotta we gotta figure something out before we leave. And she's like, Girl, we're gonna get some hats. Don't you ever touch these clippers again. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't. And then I actually got with my sister my sister, got with my daughter's father and okay. um I found a barber. Okay. I found a barber friend. His name was B. Cole. Shout out B. Cole. And he put he introduced me to the platform. What he said was he said, I wanted a female barber like LA. Oh. Because it was it was rare. Okay. And he went to a conven a convention and seen that. And we created, and that's when I went to school, and I had some trials and tribulations, but I'm here now. Wow. Yep. So, <laughs> it kind of started off as a fluke, because you oh, were just yeah. trying to cut your baby's hair. I was just being mom, super mom. <laughs> right, right. And then you met this guy, and then he said, so were you interested in becoming a barber prior to that, or did never, you ever? Never. Really? I never, ever thought of cutting hair. It was never a passion. I didn't ever know how to do my own hair, so let alone cutting some hair. I don't even know. Honestly, I got sick of paying forty dollars for my son. So I'm like, I'm finna get into that. And I knew I was personable, you yeah. know. So I'm like, man, this might be easy. So me and him connected, he gave me my first player clippers. I started playing in my brother's head. Lord, my brother be probably mad at me to this day. <laughs> like even my grandfather. But then we started to like I said, I went to school and then it just started to make sense. Right. I, honestly, it started out with, I mean, because we're not going to act like it's just everything's passion, passion, passion. Right. I'm like, I want the money. Okay. I seen what he had, and right. I, it, was, it wasn't like imposter syndrome, but I'm like, I want to I wanna do this. Yeah. And ever since then, we was on roll. Wow. Yeah. That's, that is so cool. So let's get into the brand, right? Okay. Millionaire Maine. Where did that okay. come from? How did you come up with that? 
Man, everything was a process. So it will now be four years, May 7th. It was, at first it was me. I've had my logo since the beginning. They always told me what I shouldn't have done, and I did it anyway. My cousin hand drew that logo. Yeah. I think I was a year into barbering and COVID happened. Okay. So I'm just like, I got to make a product. Like Everything was e-commerce coming into the world, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to make a product. At first it was beards, B.E. E. You know? oh, and okay. I'm like, this is corny. I don't want that. Okay. So then I kind of let it die out, okay. and then slowly but for surely, I um, two and a half years later, so the clip Arisa got added to Mia. At first it was she cuts hair, but it was shy, like because I was from Chicago. Okay. And then it turned into it's just Mia because I'm like, look, I can't figure it out. So okay. then I moved here, and me and a friend of mine um, was like, man, I want something different. We created the word Clipperista. Wow. And then that was added. So then I'm like, huh, I've been rocking that for about two years. Actually, I made this new logo. So Marinette Main logo was built in 21. Okay. And I literally was coming up with a million things, and I woke up out of my sleep. I'm like, got it. Like, this is it. Yeah. And I text my mom and my sisters. I'm like, boom, this is the name. What y'all think? And they're like, I like it. I'm like, I like it. Yeah. And I stuck to it. Yeah. And everybody like, well, what, what is Maine? You know, they think in Memphis. Like, what up, Maine? And I'm like, that's ghetto. That ain't what right. I was talking about. <laughs> right. So I took a rendition of Mia logo, mm -hmm. and I took the M's. And I'm like, cuz, how can we create this? Right. And he took his innovative ways and made it. And so the M is still the razors. Um and then the M was just Eminem, Mason and Malia, my oh, children. Oh, that was the biggest inspiration. Okay. Um, millionaire, I mean, come on now. Right. Who don't want to be? Who don't want to be a millionaire? Right. And then Maine, actually, because I mean, I cut all hair, but I'm very much so us. Yes. Maine means thick and coarse hair. I'm yeah. a Leo, so yeah. Maine. I'm thinking a lion. They yeah. have coarse and thick hair. It. Okay. So for me, I'm like, ooh, this is perfect. Yeah, so yeah. intentional, right? So intentional. So intentional. Yeah. I love everything about that. The M's and the main and Very the millionaire, everything's so intentional. And then how everything just kind of comes full circle, right? Yes, actually, and the crazy thing is, back in 21, I sat on this logo for so long, it was only supposed to be a hair care line. It was only supposed to be a hair care line. Now it has turned into an empire. Yes. This is now my entity. Yes. I'm now rebranding into that. Yes. Um, it's now Millionaire Main Barber Lounge. I love Millionaire Main, you know, hair care. Yeah. Millionaire Main, you know, in, yeah. in, in different extensions of that. And I'm like, wow, come on, God. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, it's it just do. Yeah. That's amazing. So let's talk about being in a male-dominated industry, Ooh. right? Because, you know, I love everybody. Mm-hmm. But typically, if you see a barber, right, you don't see a woman, mm -hmm. right, a, a woman that's sexy, a woman that's, mm -hmm. you know, walking in her femininity, mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about, like, the different challenges that you have faced being a woman barber in a male-dominated industry. Ooh, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. You know what? For one, you had touched on something being intentional. Mm -hmm. That's something something that I, I, I don't think that I've been for a long time, mm -hmm. and to step into that, honestly, you know, the world doesn't know our relationship, but you said this back in, what was it, 2022, I think, or 2021, mm -hmm. did we meet 2021? Mm -hmm. And you, yeah, you literally said be intentional, and ever since then, I kind of kept that in the back of my mind, mm -hmm. so I was already breaking into myself, but I allowed so many things to, like, stop who this person is today, mm -hmm. so to answer your question, um, when I first started, even with the, a person that I just mentioned, um, and I love him, don't get it wrong, but mm -hmm. 
you know, we've had our, our ups and downs. We started out as like cool and then we turned into brother and sister and brothers and sisters fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there was some things that was said that hurt me to my core. Mm-hmm. And I actually wasn't done with barber school. Mm-hmm. And it was just all these different comparison and tough love is what he call it now. But mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, you ain't have to be tough on me. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so all these things happened um, during that time. And um, I ended up leaving, branching away from that family. And I went into a different barbershop. Um, they were known to be a celebrity barbershop. There was four, 15 men, and then there was me. Mm-hmm. I was the first woman to open those doors in Minnesota as far as, like, the feminine barber thing. Um, I mean, just his shop. Like, no one has ever worked at that shop, okay. you know, as a woman. So I'm like, ooh, kicking through those doors. Yo, yeah. what's up? Hey, you know, da 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 Like, you know, come talk to me. Right. And he was like, all right, yeah, we can put you in the spot. So it was cool at first. Everything was awesome. I came in there, guns blazing, laughing, choking. And then after a while, you know, I'm sitting there and, and, and their clients are like, man, who's that? What is she? You know, so the moment they left, it was kind of like, I'm going to her. Like, I want to go to her, mm-hmm. you know, or they was flirting with me or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So instead of these men um, taking me kind of in like a sister or protective, it was kind of like, Man, she killing our vibe. She messing up our space. It, it mm-hmm. became competition. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm out of here. Like, I did everything I can. So I consider myself, not to be weird, but like a barber wife, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a wife, you come into a man's world and you make it better. Yeah. You know, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Right? All the parts that they don't understand. So all these things, you know, I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm suggesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe it came off wrong at that time, but I'm suggesting. Right. Hey, we should add music. Hey, we should do this. They didn't listen to me. Everything was like, you trying to come in and change our world. And I'm like, man, what? I'm trying to add it to it. Yeah, elevate. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to enhance it. And they didn't see it as that. So everything was real, real nitpicky. Like, it was just, it was just so much going on in there. Like, I think I, whatever personal stuff they had on, I think I had on a hoodie. And it was like, oh, well, you can't wear that in here. And I'm like, ain't no contract saying what I can and can't wear. Right. You know, like, this is, again, Minnesota, so my personality is a lot different from a lot of these women. Right. So I'm like, what? This ain't no Burger King. I ain't no uniform. Like, right. what about all these other men that wore something what else? Right. Yeah, you only saying that because you don't like the person that I wore with the hoodie. But mm-hmm. it wasn't no intentional thing of, like, I'm finna wear this in here. Mm-hmm. It was genuinely, like, my off day. I'm aware of this because it matched my shoes. Right. <laughs> right. It had nothing to do with anything. And I got right. called and slammed on and it kind of rubbed me wrong because I'm like, Tch. what? Like, how the heck did that happen? Yeah. You know, so slowly but for surely, like, all the other guys kind of, like, start nitpicking. And I'm like, F it, I quit. Mm. And I left. And I went into my own suite, suite seven. Oh, you see how these numbers oh, are coming yes, around? Yes. Suite seven. Oh. And um, COVID happened. COVID happened, so luckily for me, I was only in month two, so I'm like, girl, take all this stuff, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm saving my money. Yeah. I started cutting hair inside of my home during COVID. Girl, I had to pay me $150 just to get the haircut to go nowhere. Wow. So at that point, I'm like, huh. There's money in this. There's money in this, yeah. yeah. So uh, life happened. I moved to Arizona. You know, I had a quote-unquote friend betray me, and I ended up out here by myself. Okay. I pulled up, I mean, just me and my two children, I came and I... <laughs> I came, I saw, I conquered. Yeah. I was, you know, for one, this is a culture shock, you know, and I love my black and brown women, but yeah. I was like, whoa, this is totally different from the Midwest. Absolutely. Um, so I'm in all these different 
Latina shops or Latino shops, and I'm like, I don't know how to relate with them. Mm. I don't know how to, you know. And it was a, it was one shop that I went to, and they went to the one of the black male, and he's like, Hey, why should not talking to us? And I'm like, Why, why, why they ask you? Why they didn't just ask me? Like, yeah. maybe I got the rest in bitch face, but I'm cool. <laughs> like, right. it's fine. Like, just ask them. So I, I, I just never felt comfortable in any shop that mm. I went to. Mm. So seven months into Arizona, I'm like, you know what? Actually, I went to a different shop after that. I went to a black shop that was in Tempe, and this dude was like, why don't you be a, a, a bikini barber? You should do this. You should do that. Wow. 70, 30. And I'm like, 70, 30? 70, wait. wait. Yeah. <laughs> 70, 30 with him? Yeah, so he apparently was going to buy the minivan, girl. He was going to buy the minivan. It was supposed to be a stripper pole. Oh. I guess I was supposed to be cutting hair with a bikini on. Oh, okay. So and he was trying to give you... A look, a look, and we can get security. You seventy thirty, and this, that, and the other. And at that time, I'm young. I think I was twenty five yeah. or twenty six, and I'm like, shit, I could be a max barber, I guess. Like right, because right. that stigma the is inner, put on you yeah. as a woman. Yeah. So I'm like, but I, I ain't paying you know thirty percent. I got right. cousins. Like yeah. why would I do that? So then slowly from sure, I started to pay attention to what these men were treating me as. Um, right. So I'm like, you know what? For one, I'm paying all this money and ain't nobody walking in here. Yeah. I'm the attention. So I talked to him and I'm like, hey man, um, I ain't making no money. And he like, no, nah, da 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 something. I ain't know you had clientele like that. And I'm like, I didn't either. I went from the West Valley to the East Valley. I didn't know I had no people. Right. It just attracted to me. Right. So I started to see my worth and I went to my first shop. And, I, and when I was leaving, I'm like, hey man, I'm leaving. And then he just, he, he just spazzed. He called me a bitch. Yes, he called me. I've been called bitches so many times. Wow. He called me a bitch. You're just a barber. You're this, you're that. But this same person has so many moving parts. And I'm like, well, I, I'd rather have one successful business than three struggling businesses. Absolutely. And I left. And I opened that up. There was a shop. And now I am going to say this. Vivaldi <laughs> Salon Suites. Okay. I signed a lease okay. in 21. Okay. I think it was May 11th. During that time, COVID, when COVID happened, this man took all our rent, like we're paying him, but he's not paying the building. Oh. Yeah, so there was whatever lawsuit they had going on. I put my heart and soul into this suite. So we get a, a, a thing. Um, actually, it was one, the first one that um, I mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I put my heart and soul into that, and he pretty much played us. Like, it was like two weeks before it was time to leave. He like, oh, you guys got two weeks to head out. So me being the boss that I am, girl, I put my big girl panties on yeah. and I'm like calling around like I'm calling lawyers. I need yeah. somebody gonna hear this. Yeah. So I'm like whatever. So then after they said they're like, oh well, we can't do anything about it because when they read over the document, because we all know sometimes we don't read. Signature re required. Yes, yes, <laughs> and that there you go. Yeah. At that time, I wasn't. I was just so happy to have my own lease. Right. You know. Right. So in it, it said. If any in the in the event of anything happening, I long story short, don't owe you shit. <laughs> so he already knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing, and honestly, I dropped paint on it, and I, I I tried to get it up, and I'm like, well, I'll pay for it. At that point, he like, don't even worry about it. He already knew of he course, was out of there, yeah. but he still hired people. And I'm like, what kind of dirty stuff is that? Yeah. So when that happened and it hit the fan, everybody yeah. was kind of scattering around. So I finally called and found a lease that ended up being the person that took over. Mm. So she's like, oh, I'm going to come talk to you guys. She never showed up, so... <laughs> I don't sit and wait on anything. Yeah. So I'm like on to the next. Right. So that was something that was big. Luckily, I saw I was shut down for three weeks. 
luckily I'm resilient and I got up and I'm like, I'm finna do it again. Yeah. So then I went over here in Tempe and at that point I, I was there for about a year and a half. And at that point, honestly, I'm just like, you know what? I just had all these different things and I just wasn't happy there. I had all these different clients. I was stressed out. I'm the only black person in that building. I'm like, I feel like I'm putting on face. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like I just was always whatever. And I'm like, I'm bigger than this room. Yeah. And that's when I slowly started to, like, see more worth of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, when I started to look at my timeline. Mm-hmm. And then somehow God put it on my plate to um, now create where I'm going now. Yeah. Like as far as the millionaire name barber lounge. So what was that moment of pivot, right? So I like you said, I see this timeline. So you went through like all these things, COVID happened, you just faced a lot of turmoil in all these different places, right? Mm-hmm. But you said something that really stood out, you were resilient. Oh, yeah. So what was the pivotal moment for you when it was like, okay, this isn't working. I'm still going. You didn't give up. You kept going, right? But mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, I'm going to focus on Mia, the clipperista, mm-hmm. and build Millionaire Me. Like, what was that pivotal moment for you? Because now you're just mm-hmm. in this much, much bigger space. Yeah. You're glowing. You yeah. look much happier than yes. when I seen you. We've had conversations about mm-hmm. business and different things like that. So what was it for you? What was that pivot? Ooh, that's a good one. You really want to know? I do. Okay. I let go. I healed. Okay. I let go of all the things that in my personal life, I let go of all of, you know, being a woman barber. There's so many stigmas put on you. You should dress like this. You should be like that. You got to be, show your, you know, show your body, show this, be more feminine. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, like, honestly, contrary to that, like, I purposely came here in my natural, my Lauren Hill energy, like my natural feminine energy because I can have on Jordans or I can have on heels. I am still a feminine woman. Period. That does not define me because I could be Tiana Taylor with sex appeal. Period. Because that's just who I am. Right. Um, I was told so many times in the industry how I'm not going to be shit, Mm -hmm. how I'm not going to be this, that, the other, but I'm now doing more than the things that they told me I wasn't going to be. Right. So then, and I mean, and just like I said, letting go of other things kind of family-wise and just all the hurt and the pain. And the first thing when I met you, <laughs> you told me, I would love to work with you and I would love to mentor you, but I need you to go into your bag of self-love. And I did. And I heard you. And you said intentional. And I heard everything that you said. And I just, um, I kind of, I I held all that in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. It's like right person, wrong time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't receptive of it because, you know, I wasn't doing the work on my own. I'm working, 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 working. So then I finally decide there was something that happened that I'm just like, honestly, I had like a a panic attack because Mm -hmm. I worked and worked and worked through depression, through all this hurt and trial and tribulation. Yeah. And then and I finally sat down after I closed my shop, uh, I think it was March 7th, actually, wow. which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, 7 is crazy for yeah. me. Honestly, I think it's on the back of my jacket. And it's on the front. It's on the front, too. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so um, I shut it down, and, and somebody was like, do you, like, understand, like, you're opening a shop at your, at your stature? You've only been here two and a half years? Because mm-hmm. I moved here June 1st. You only been here two and a half years, and that's major. 
Like, I've only been cutting hair for four years. I cut people like Nelly, Nate Burlinson, uh, Pauly D, Desi Banks, like, yeah. and so many more athletes. I was going to totally get into that. <laughs> we'll talk, we, we, yes. we, we, we touch back on that. Yeah. But they was like, this is huge. Like, my barber has been cutting. He came from Atlanta. My barber has been cutting since 20 years. Right. And he's not doing it at your level. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, for real? And then I recognized, because I, I, I got anxiety, so I'm like, huh. So it was getting real for me. Mm -hmm. And he just like... I'm so excited. Are you doing a grand opening? Are you doing this? I'm like, no. But at that moment, I'm like, he's like, yeah, it's Friday. I'm like, are you for real? I thought it was Wednesday. Yeah. Like, that's how much I'm moving. Yeah. So I finally sat down and I had went through my things and I was on a platform. Mm -hmm. And this platform just, it, it triggered me. Mm. And when it triggered me, I'm just like, do you know? I looked in the mirror and I'm like, do you know who you are? Yeah. And I couldn't really answer that. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really answer that question. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, who are you outside of your business? Yeah. I've always led in Mia the Clip Barista, but who is Mia? Yes. You know? That's and good. once I figured that out, is it literally, honestly, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest with everybody right now. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Wow. Two weeks ago when wow. I finally figured out everything that I need. So not and you know what? I think that God does things for you mm -hmm. where it's like sit down. Yeah. Before before you step into this place of leadership, I need you to listen to me. Yeah. God, <laughs> ever since then, I just begin all the right people. Wow. All the right opportunities. Wow. There's so many good things coming right now. I'm like, so happy just... for you. That is <laughs> that's so exciting, and it, it's just it's so like liberating, right? Yeah. Like it was a weightless hearing on my shoulders. hearing that, right? Yeah. Like you said, God was sit you down too sometimes right and be still and know that mm -hmm. he's in control and I think as an entrepreneur as a business owner we're constantly wanting to grow we want to elevate mm -hmm. but sometimes things can like cloud you know our judgment or yeah. you have all these outside influences that we don't really realize are influencing us to a certain degree oh, right yeah. oh yeah and then it's kind of like it's hard to not unhear, right? To unhear what people put into your spirit if you oh, don't yeah. know yourself, if right? You if don't you don't know, know yourself. Mm -hmm. And so having that moment for you is huge, right? Because oh, yeah. God is elevating you. He's taking you to another level. Mm -hmm. But there's so many women that may have the oh, yeah. desire and aspiration to become a barber, right? Yeah. But then it's like, well, if I'm a barber, will people think that I'm gay? Or, will, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. will people that think that? All these and, right, all these all stigmas, right? Yeah. If I'm a barber, people are going to think, you know... Yeah, like, what, why are you not doing hair? Exactly. Like, and just like, even for men, right? Mm -hmm. There's men that do hair, and first thing people say, like, oh, he must be gay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not the case at all. I just... It's because it's... it majority of these stigmas... Are true, right? But I'm here to let them know that ain't cool. The clipperies is exactly, you know, exactly. And you know, you touched on you know celebrities and being able to cut celebrities hair. But before we jump into that, okay. I want to know how you stay professional, right, with men mm -hmm. from all walks of life, right? Because mm -hmm. a man, one thing about a man is a man is a man. Mm -hmm. Period. That that's just period. what they are, and so. You know, sometimes you can come across a conversation that may kind of make you feel some type of way or make you feel like, oh, this is kind of inappropriate. How do you stay professional or how did you learn to stay professional? Because you're human, like everybody yeah. else, oh, right? Yeah. So someone may say something and they could say, oh, I didn't mean it that way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But they could have intended it to be what it sounded like mm -hmm. or 
you still human. So you might feel offended, but they may not feel that they were offensive. Mm -hmm. So how how did you stay professional? One thing about the cook barista, she gonna keep it real, okay? When I first started, honestly, I was going through some things that was rocky with my uh, children's dad. Okay. And we broke up. So once again, that goes into the depression of me working throughout this the entire time. Right. So I went into this, again, not confident. Okay. Um, I knew I could cut hair, but I wasn't confident within myself. So there were times where all these men are sitting like, wow, you're beautiful. Your personality is dope. Like, mm -hmm. of course, she thick. You know, all yeah. these different things. Yeah. And I'm like, I let it get to me a little bit, yeah. which probably affected some things, but um, it just kind of made me recognize worth. You know, sometimes I, you know, uh, messed up in a sense, like as a woman, I was new to it, and yeah. that's why I, I, I'm glad I have this platform, yeah. because there's times where in the very beginning I, I did um, mess up. It wasn't as professional mm -hmm. as I turned, mm -hmm. and then I recognized this is trumping your bag, like, mm -hmm. you know, because the moment you reject a man, they don't want to come to you anymore because mm. they low-key got egos and they, yeah. <laughs> they wow. have egos so it trumps that and then it's like well she just denied me I don't go to her no mm. more like I'm only going to her because I wanted to sit next to her wow yeah so I recognized that so I just kept it straight from the beginning yeah um I mean even three years into it it was still kind of like bits and pieces where they all try to talk to me yeah and then I was just like, man, why is this whatever? But that's again the non-confidence because it's like, right. why y'all keep trying to holler at me? Like, right. I, like I never seen that, right? You know. And then, and then after a while, it started driving me crazy. Like, all right, y'all annoying. Stop texting mm -hmm. me. Like, you know, I, I tried to train for when I have my husband. Don't be texting me at two a.m. because yeah. I don't want to be explaining to my man like, yeah, oh, it's a it's a client. He like, why your client texting you? So I now created, you know, a, a business phone. Yes. Um, I I created boundaries as far as like I'm very much so like we can be cool all day because yeah. obviously I'm a barber. I'm not gonna switch it up because you know most men they go to their barber they they vent. Mm -hmm. You know, um, every situation I was in it was a sweet it was a one-on-one -on -one experience mm -hmm. that they enjoy so I do have a personality where most men like to talk to me yeah. they want to talk and I don't tap into like when they be talking about they women and why your woman not like me and all these other weird things mm -hmm. like, mm. yeah yeah you know I can't speak for all women but yeah. this is what yeah you know and it, I think I think what you just said was um really good because I started doing hair when I was nine years old mm -hmm. right so 11, 12, I was really good because by that time I had damn near perfected my craft, right? Mm -hmm. And so even then that's probably why I gravitate to like older people because mm -hmm. at 12 years old, I'm doing 25, 30-year-old mm -hmm. people, right? And so as I continue to get older, the conversations, you almost kind of turn into a therapist. Oh, yeah. I'm like, right? I need more money. Exactly. And so you doing someone's hair, you're spending so much time with them and you kind of just get their whole life story. You, and you absolutely you do. do. You absolutely do. So like you said, creating those boundaries, right? And like you, you have to have the mindset of thought. If you want to be a wife, you have to operate yeah. in that, right? Yeah, you have to operate in that, like even when you're not a wife. Right. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, not to put out my relationship status or anything, yeah. but it's like I always operate because I'm like, I know I'm somebody's wife. I just don't know who. Yeah. You know, so... Um, when these men were coming and stuff, it was just like, I had to shut it down because, again, now I was being, like, bullied. 
These men were treating me like their girlfriends. Oh, wow. Now it's like, oh, you can't get me in. Da, 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 da. Oh, wow. Here's all this money. And they try to hold you by this money. And yeah. then it's like, then they're late. Then they're this. Then they're that. Mm. So then I went up on price. And it still was. It kind of eliminated some of it. Mm -hmm. But it still was giving me like... Right. Like, I can't do this. So I had to create that boundary of, I'm your friend, but I ain't your friend. Like, yeah. I'm your barber. I'm your barber. I'm it's your, business. It's yeah, not this personal. is not personal. Like, right. I did try to make friendships out of barbering, though. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I'm new, yeah. newer to Arizona. Yeah. Most of us women will meet people like we're either going to be in college, we're going to be at work, or something of that stature. I was around no women. Yeah. So I kept trying to be cordial with people's girlfriends oh. and then it backfired on me I feel like so like wow. I just was like you know what operate by yourself don't make these people your friend no more and that's when I recognized more of a boundary yeah. like we can't talk about this we're not going to talk about that you're going to come in you're going to get your hair cut and you're going to leave yeah. <laughs> you don't get to call me personally this is what it is and this is what it ain't right. and then they like man you're rude you're this like so again all these stigmas like you're rude you're very much like I like the way you handle yourself you this and I'm like I'm not rude I'm blunt yeah. I'm very direct mm -hmm. because if I'm not direct like I started with the soft girl hi yeah. how can I help you yeah, da, 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 da. yeah right they but, dog walked me with yeah, that energy like, yeah. that's not the energy yes. you needed to be a part of that's yeah. not the energy you yeah. know what so I turned into my spirit woman I love Taraji P. Henson okay if you look at her story it's very similar to mine. She oh. went to L.A. Okay. with her son with only so much money. Okay. And her father told her, um, I'd rather you much or don't quote it verbatim, but it was something along the lines of be a fish on land than a fish in water. Mm. Pretty much like you go there, give it your all, and you, and, and you turn it into you. Something. You turn yeah. it into something. Yeah. So when I ended up out here by myself, I just kept that in the back of my mind. Mm. And... Honestly, I talked to Nelly, mm. and Nelly actually told me like, "Man, you're cold." Mm. One of the one of the crazy like, and he actually mentioned Taraji, which is crazy. He's wow. like, "Man, every woman I know that's a boss is a bitch." Mm. Period. Like, if you ever work with Beyonce, oh, you know, not to say you said that, but if you ever work with a Beyonce, if you mm -hmm. ever work with a Nicki Minaj, all these people, Taraji. Mm -hmm. They turned into B-I-T-C-H's, mm. but obviously their energy is not intentional to be mm. that, but it's, it's just you have to or else. Yeah. They you have to walk in authority. Yeah, right? you got to like, walk in authority. And, and it's, it's a boundary, mm -hmm. right? And you, It's a balance, I should say. It's a balance, um, but sometimes you have to demand respective rooms where it's is. not given, oh, yeah. right? And, oh, it was never given. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's just what it is. And if you come in and you are respecting people, People should respect you. Now, Absolutely. you know, if you come in and you just crazy, that's a whole different story. Yeah. But sometimes you do have to demand that respect. To. So let's get into how you started cutting Nelly's hair. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't even know the month or the year, but it was, I think it was 2020 or no, I lied. 2022. I had a phone call and it was from St. Louis and I'm like, it, I know a barber named Melly. So it was like, this is Melly's assistant. And I'm like, who the hell is Melly? Yeah. And he like, Melly, the rapper. I kept hearing Melly, Melly, Melly. Yeah, Melly. And I'm yeah. like, dang, Melly B got a rap. He got an oh, assistant. That's fire. No, it was Melly. Right. So he like, man, we coming to town. We don't know what time it is, whatever. But we need you tomorrow. And I'm like, damn, tomorrow I'm booked. 
Like, how am I doing by tomorrow? Girl, I'm trying to scavenge around and move people here and that. Girl, I worked until like 11 at night. Like, I got to cut all y'all tonight. Wow. I'm going to cut some of y'all at 12. So, whenever he called me, I'm, I'm going to be ready. available. Yeah. So, at first, I thought it was fake. Yeah. You know the world is fake. You know yeah. how it goes. So, I'm like, I look. So, I go search Nelly. Like, okay, what show he got out here? Like, yeah. I didn't know he had shows out here. Right. I go look. Nelly was following me. It said, follow back. Shut up. Yes. Nelly wow. was following me. It said, follow back. And I went and I followed. And I'm like, oh, snap. This is real. I'm shaking in my boots. Girl. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. I ain't going to get too excited, though. Let me just make sure they call me. Because we didn't stamp in no date or no yeah. time. Yeah. So they called me. It was around like four or something. It was a fan duel event. And it was really Nelly. Wow. It was this assistant. He walked up to me. It was all these big old security guards. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I was scared. Yeah. Nelly, like, hey. Well, you know, he got his teeth. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, this the same Nelly that was stopping in his Air Force. <laughs> all right. He was so fine to me. So, at wow. this point, I'm like, ooh, do you keep it professional? Or do you do you? <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But. I wow. went into that and I was scared. Mm-hmm. Like although I've done athletes, I've never had this A list celebrity. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm scared and he like, girl, just you good. Yeah. So then I'm trying to like sneak a pic and he like, you can take a picture, just don't do it while I'm dressing. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, I just very I just I was quiet. Yeah. Like the whole time he was kinda of looking at his phone, watching good times, I think. It was like ha ha ha. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so in my mind I'm like Alright, like do I talk to him? Do yeah. I not talk to him? Do yeah. I bring my energy or do I just keep it like straight business? Business, yeah. Man, eventually we broke that bar- that barrier and he mm-hmm. took the picture with me and he was like, Oh, you wanna come out on stage? And I'm like, Heck yeah. Yeah. And ever since then we've just been we've been good oh, since then. Wow. And the second time I think I mean, the second time around, I got flown to Vegas and I just been flown ever since. I love it. And it just opened up that door. It was it was, I love it. It was amazing. Like, not to stop. But every celebrity, I want to make that very clear because a lot of people are like, oh, she gets this and that because of this. Yeah. Every celebrity that I have ever cut has came to me. Mm-hmm. Like, not to be cocky or whatever, yeah. but I was either written in a DM, I was suggested or called by their assistants, because mm-hmm. they're never going to call, mm-hmm. or put into a platform where they wanted to be like, oh, you a barber? Well, let me, let me make this clear. Yeah. They came to you, but they came to you because you're good. Yes. And I want you to know that. And that's right? What, like, yeah. they came to you because you have a gift mm-hmm. and you're really good at what you do. Thank like, you. don't ever discredit that. Yeah. You're really good at what you do. Thank you. And I really want to just tell you how much I appreciate you being so raw and so uncut, right? Yeah. Because the average person would be like, yeah, you know, I kept it professional. I didn't really know how to act or I didn't, yeah, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't gonna say that. They mm-hmm. oh, it was good. You know what I mean? Like and no, like would you? How you would like? Was you able to talk to them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people want to know, know that, right? Yeah. But not only that, just the authenticity of a relationship, right? Like he followed you we like because him. he seen like wait, this is why I want to cut my hair. Like I asked him, he yeah. looked up A Z Barber. One thing about anybody that get their hair done and crazy about their look, like they gonna look, they not gonna, they not gonna trust the assistant. Now the assistant might be like, "Hey, yo, I seen such and such, such and such." Now they gonna go and they gonna scroll and look. On on Instagram, it was Nelly that found me. Period. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. People, men that like their hair and keep crazy about their look. They're not going to go off for somebody. Oh, let me just call my other person and they're going to show up. No. Exactly. And I want to tap into that. So, actually, the seventh time I cut Nelly, I asked him. Because even even although I was getting flown out and all that, I'm like, maybe he just liked me because I'm cool. Like, 
I still second guessed myself. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, I'm like, Nelly, man, t- now that we got this relationship, yeah. you fly me out, we kicking it. Yeah. Why did you choose me? And he like, look, I'm like, you, are you doing it because I'm a girl? Because everybody, all these other barbers like, Nelly, he old, who cares? Mm-hmm. Until you yeah, get the Drake. No. So I'm like, damn, do I got to go get the Jay-Z? No. Like, just to be somebody or whatever. But it's like, I never wanted the accolade. It just came to me. Right. So I asked him because, like I said, it made me second guess myself. And he like, girl, you think I like, he's like, you think I care that much that you're a girl over the way I look? Right. He like, I like you because you're good. Yeah. And I like you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And he like, no, let me just let you know. And I got a video. He literally told me, you are cold. Period. Period. Yeah. I got a barber that sometimes fly with me because at first I'm like, man. He got a haircut here, a haircut there, yeah. but he travels so much. Yeah. That people don't know. He literally is a worker. Like he will work in New York and then be in Atlanta by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how the heck he do that? Mm-hmm. He sleep on the plane mm-hmm. and get up and like one thing about him, he's a hard like when I say hard worker, that mm-hmm. man is a hard worker. So when he told me that, I'm just like, oh no, did you for real? He's like, yes, this is why I chose you. Yeah. And I never second guessed it since then. Yeah. 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 People care about what they look like. Oh yeah. They're not like, about to just let anybody play. In their head. Man, I was so nervous too. I'm like, he got angel hair. He got real soft, like, oh. real soft hair. And I'm like, ooh, what if I. The whole time I was cutting his hair, like, what if I mess his hair up? Oh. Every time. Because, like, he ain't going to play by his appearance. So I'm like, oh my God, pressure. Like, yeah. it was on me. So, yeah. that was that. But you dope. And, yeah. and I'm happy that you got that experience. Thank and you. again, there's so many people that want to hear it, whether it's a male or a female mm-hmm. barber, right? Like, what are the things that I need to do? Always be yourself. Always. Right? Always be yourself. And always stay professional, you know, <sighs> like across the board. Mm-hmm. And I think that with your journey and your story, you really, you know, showcase how you grew, right? And now you're where you're at now. What's some advice that you would give a woman wanting to become a barber that you wish you would have received before you got started? That's so good because I wanted to get into that. So one thing I would say is know who you are. Mm-hmm. You you got to have confidence. That's why I'm literally handpicking who's working with me. Not for me, but with me because right. I'm taking them under my wing. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's what a leader is. That's right. You, you, boundaries, black and white boundaries. Who cares what they think? Don't let these men shout, make you feel whatever. Don't let these men put you in a box because all the time you're going to be told, you're not a female barber, you're just a barber. Mm -hmm. Like, take away female. But you know what? You are a female and you do have emotions and you are emotional. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, you're professional, but you got, you got feelings. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a lot different conversations that these men are going to have with you if you got the right personality than his male barber. Yes. His male barber, he can, yo, what up, my boy? Yeah. Hey, I'm throwing this barbecue. Yeah. But as a woman, you're not going to get those invites because there's going to be insecure women that are going to think this and think that. Mm-hmm. But if you show that you're professional mm-hmm. at all, actually, like I hate to see women use their bodies just to be the barber. And right. I've seen that so many times. So even when I started, I never did that. I'm like, I'm going to be everything that y'all not. Mm. And that's why I'm me. Mm. I'm very personable. I play on my personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I make people laugh. Like, right. even in interviews, I'm like, they going to remember me, the girl that made her laugh, you yeah. know? I just need them to know that, like, don't let nobody tell you what's not for you. Like, we not supposed to be in this industry and this, that, and the other. Unfortunately, I take on weird, I take on challenges. Yeah. Oh, I'm not supposed to be here? Guess what? <laughs> yeah. I'm about to make it mine. Right. 
And I just need them to know, like, those boundaries, know who you are, and be confident. Mm -hmm. Those are the major three things that you need to know, and everything else will fall in place. Right. I heard you talk about women. Are you only looking specifically for women for Millionaire Main Lounge? Mm -hmm. or? No. Um, I actually want um, different versatility. Okay. I, want, I, want, I want versatility, or what is it? Diversity. Diversity. Um, I do have a few women on my radar okay. that I'm kind of, like I said, I'm going through interviews because I have quite a bit of people that would love to work with me, which I was shocked by that. I, Stop being yeah. shocked. <laughs> no, it was shocking because I get so much negativity from the men. Like, you know, it's a lot of these people out here like, oh, I'll do a free haircut for a picture. What? I don't care about you that much. Right. I need my money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there is a lot of people that like, ask me like how did you do this so i'm glad you actually asked that mm -hmm. so i got a couple women that I, I i have and it actually it was one that i talked to yesterday that really like made me walk into my purpose okay that made me walk into my purpose because i already have some things that's coming yeah. um that particular one i have to get with me okay but the other chairs are open to men okay or whoever wants to come into that, that okay. space good 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 so what's next, right? We know we know you got that coming up. Give us a little bit of insight, if you can, if you're willing to share what's next. If you're willing to share your platform, as far as me speaking on it, yeah. Yeah. So I've always had a YouTube that I stopped using back in 2020 or 22. I keep saying 2020, but 2022, 22s. Um, I wanted to start like my YouTube now that I was on a platform and I had to use my voice. I had to lose my voice to find my voice. Mm -hmm. And I recognized, bump everybody, focus on you. Mm -hmm. All the motivation that you give everybody else, pour into yourself. Absolutely. I went live and I expressed all the trials and tribulations with, I was so excited to be on this platform. I felt crapped on. Mm -hmm. I felt like they kind of shitted on me. Like it was only three local barbers. Mm -hmm. Two of them were Latino. Okay. One of them was a Latina. Uh -huh. You know, it's a woman. Okay. Um, but obviously that stigma, right? So it's yeah. that I don't know the pronouns, so I ain't about to say what I'm about to say, but yeah. I'm saying that as a feminine, you know, whatever. Yeah. I put my flavor on it, man. Like I, I was I was introduced to it by a marketing team, a third party. Okay. I was introduced by a marketing team and this person actually slid in my DMs and I'm like, Who is this? I right. thought it was fake. Is this real? Is, is that this real? So I yeah. sent them my email. And I'm like, hey, if this is real, holler at me. Yeah. Next thing you know, he gives me more insight. I signed the NDA. And oh, I'm like, oh, it got to be, be real. real. Right. So I go and search up the name. And I'm like, oh, okay. I start getting information. But then it started being kind of funny. Like, mm -hmm. oh, well, we got to come up with these contracts. And we got to do this and that and that. Just hold off on whatever. And I'm like, hey, you got to let me know something. Because... I'm already a clipperista. Like, yeah. I could be cutting all these athletes for Super Bowl. Yeah. So it was, they tell me the platform, and I'm like, what? That's a big platform. That's a big platform. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, ooh, this is so big for me. They gave us these marketing things, and I'm like, this is cut and dry. But if that's what they want me to post because I'm paid to post this, yeah. that's what I'm going to post. Yeah. Girl, I took it and I spent it and I made it my own. Okay. And the marketing team was like, man, we like how you did that. Wow. Not to take from the other two, but when I went into that room, I was one of one. Mm. I was a black barber, you know, a, a, a feminine barber, and a girl. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yes. And they're like, man, 
I want to go to her. I want to go to her. I want to yeah, go to her. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm getting all these special. We got a special request. And da, da, da. I'm the only one where my chair wasn't working. Yeah, for like an hour. You know what they told me? Well, we don't know what to tell you. I mean, you just got to make it work. Oh, At this point, I'm already in the contract. So what, I'm going to turn my face up and leave? Because yeah. I'm like, this is an opportunity. Yeah. Resilient. <laughs> yes, resilient. And, and he was paid, was paid for a certain hour, and then it, of course, got extended. And I'm like, well, can we talk about the budget? And it's like, oh, well, this is what we got. <laughs> this is all you get. So I'm like, man, that's crazy. Whatever. This is a big platform. Maybe they bring more. So I'm like, hey, look, my mom made it. I got all this. This, you know, I'm posting, posting, posting. Right. Man, it dropped. It was, and they, and they don't, they own the rights. And there's an NDA. We can't, you know, they own the rights to my face. Mm. I was all up and through the camera. I have friends that were there that was like, man, you, you, you popping. Yeah. And when it, when it finally dropped, I didn't know oh. because I wasn't tagged. Mm. So they didn't owe us no tag. But what they did was they tagged two barbers and not me. Mm. So me being in a world of a culture shock, and this is very much Latino land, which yes. shout out to the Latinos. They yeah. don't. Um, I would love to connect with more. Right. But this is very much so they land. So all of the things that I was feeling in the barber world as a woman, as a black woman, mm -hmm. and how we are kind of like undermined and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, you know, we kind of, we push to the side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we are. I tried my hardest not to be the stigma. Yeah. But, you was but I had to. I was triggered. And I'm like, enough is enough. Yeah. Like, I literally stopped my car. And I'm like... Y'all not doing this to me. Yes. So I email. I ain't get nothing back. I DM. I ain't get nothing back. I text. Like my point of contact. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I go on there and I'm like, man, how do I get them to hear me? Mm -hmm. This is a huge platform. They're not going to see me. Right. Man, I had to get emotional and lose my voice and get unprofessional in a light that no one has ever seen me in. And let them know how passionate I am and why I do this and why you are not going to count me out. Yeah. Whether it was a mistake, you're not about to put that mistake on me. Get Do it Fix for somebody it. else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, and I didn't even get no followers from that platform, which is crazy. I really wow. didn't. You wow. know, I got the cloud or the accolade yeah. from my already supporters. Right. But I didn't get anything else so far from that. Right. You know? Right. So when that so when that happened, it triggered me to like go on live. I had literally forty six women tell me, We need more you. Wow. I've been feeling like this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like you need to make a platform. Mm -hmm. So I'm like for real? Like and then I just somehow walked into Millionaire Main Lounge. Like I didn't even get the keys. I got my keys like a week ago. Wow. Literally. So it's like I dropped the I, I dropped the album cover without the songs. <laughs> right, right. You know? I already had, like I said, this platform. So now for me, which is perfect that I'm now on your podcast, I am dropping a podcast slash wow. accountability group for not just women, but just barbers in general. Mm -hmm. Mainly for women. Mainly kind of how to maneuver around. I actually, I ain't going to give everything, but I do yeah. have some things that's coming that, that, that formulated from that. Because yeah. I recognize, huh, you can, be one, you can be who you are. Absolutely. Like, although... You know, you may have looked, however, honestly, and, and it took for a person like yourself, right? Everybody big up in my, my downfall. I wouldn't even say downfall, but my emotional moment, mm -hmm. which if they watched the entire 45 minutes that were on live, they actually, you know, uh, helped me out with that. So they wasn't big up in the cuss words. Right. But they were big enough, big up in my confidence enough to go out here and say it. Absolutely. 
Then a person like yourself, shout out to you, you was like, girl, take it down. You don't want to get blackballed in the industry. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. But I felt like at that time, if I didn't speak up, I would have never got my followers to go and flood them for me to get what I deserved. 100%. And it's like, obviously we're cool in our DM. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh no, it's cool. I just want to let y'all know, like, you ain't going to sue me. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all sure you ain't going to sue me? I'm I'm screenshotting this. Yeah. And they're like, no, you deserve this and the other. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. And ever since then. And it it could have been a human error, like I told you. It could have. Yeah, very much Um, so. But in business. Yeah. We always have to remember to stay professional. Oh, yeah. Now, like you said, had you not done that, you would have never got it. it. Mm -hmm. So how it happened, it happened. Yeah. But you learn from it and you move forward, mm-hmm. right? You learn from it and move forward. That was their error. Yeah. And they have a huge platform where they have to make their errors right. Oh, yes. At the end of the day, you have to, right? Yeah. There's some errors that people cannot come back from, mm-hmm. right? We can go down the list of lines of people that made mistakes because that's what humans do. We yeah. make mistakes exactly. that they can never come back from. Exactly. That was just something that you now can use to oh, continue yeah. to thrive. That's not right? a story. It's a story. Mm-hmm. You were on a platform. You can help someone with your story and how you handled that. Oh, yeah. There, that may not be the last time you got to handle a situation like that. Oh, yeah. But if you have to handle oh, a situation yeah. like that, right, you now know what you have to do and you now know how to handle it, right? And you don't know how to teach other women. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't have to harp on it. You don't have to, you know, get stuck there. Oh, oh yeah. I embarrass myself. No, you did what you had to do to mm-hmm. talk up for yourself. Oh, yeah. And they were able to acknowledge that. So exactly. that's what is super important. Oh, yeah. Here on the Signature Require podcast, we talk about your purpose, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. But we cannot let you leave without telling us what is your purpose and do you believe that you're walking in it? Oh, man. It's funny because, Brittany, I've followed you for a long time. And I know what Signature Required stands for and how it says wear your name proud. Mm-hmm. You meant a lot to me in the background without you even knowing. And I always, when you dropped Signature, like I know in the background, but when you dropped Signature Required, it was very much like, what is your purpose? That was always like a question for me. Because you can't know your purpose if you don't know yourself. So once I figured out, once I like did that and I spoke up for myself, I recognized how dominant but meek I was I never spoke up for myself Mm -hmm. like and that's how a lot of things happen it was called boundaries Mm -hmm. I like again recently walked into my purpose and now figured out why I'm doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. at first it's like oh it's for my kids girl bye once I start making that bag I'm like nah this is very much for me like it's for all of us yes so I never knew what I wanted to do. I mean, I've always set out to say, oh, I'm a cut celebrities, but then that got played out. I'm mm-hmm. doing it already. If I'm, if anything, sometimes that's stressful. Mm-hmm. People don't recognize that, like, you at their beck and call yeah. for, you know, for the money. Yeah. And people become jealous of that mm-hmm. because not everyone can do it. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, with, as far as the last platform, I recognize my purpose is to, to be the spokesperson woman of like um there's other women that talk about this but I do believe I'm one of one Mm -hmm. not saying that there's other women that's not Mm -hmm. or I may not have met them yet Mm -hmm. but at my level at the how long I've been cutting um just the trial tribulations and everything just how I'm winning Mm -hmm. 
a lot of people look up to me, mm -hmm. and I've been inspiring for a while. So I'm like, for real, y'all think that I'm love me? <laughs> so when that when they when they shot when all these women, we love you, queen. We love you. We love yeah. you. We love you. Yeah. With all this organic growth, yeah. I'm like, huh? It's time. It's time. It's time for you to unapologetically be the clipperista that you are, That's right. and show all these other people. Because my niche. My niche has always been educating. Mm -hmm. So now I'm educating hair. Yeah. I'm educating confidence. Yeah. I'm educating and grooming these women to be valuable and like kind of mentorship. Yes. Yes. And honestly, I've always been a woman of love, yeah. but it was always kind of downed. Like, oh, you flirting. No, I'm just giving this man a compliment. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, how you doing, King? Yeah. It ain't no, no hard words. So ever since then is when I recognized it's my job, whether I make it or not make it. Mm -hmm. I just want to make it. Everybody else better. Yes. Based on my story, because I'll right. never give I'll never give any advice that I have not been through. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Well, tell the people how um, they can connect with you, or can okay. they find you? Okay. If they want a haircut, they need a haircut. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm working out the kinks with Millionaire Man once again. I'm dropping a grand opening of May seventh. It's gonna be big. I'm gonna put more information out on Instagram. And a website. So on Instagram, you can find me at Mia the Clipperista. It's M I Y A H the C L I P P E R I S T A. Or you can find us, well, find me also on Millionaire Main Barber Lounge. I have a website, www.theclipperista.com. I mean, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all these names are the same. Good. That's where you'll find me. Good, good, good. Well, I look forward to your journey Thank again. You. I appreciate you coming on the Signature Required Podcast. Thank You're you always me. welcome to come stop by. If you Thank got you. new stuff coming, dropping, we would love to hear about it. Okay. Um, so you're always welcome. But I want to say thank you, give you mm. your flowers because you are a woman killing it in business and thank shattering you. glass ceilings. And I, I don't know no one else better to have you to celebrate you for <laughs> Women's History Month. So thank you. Um, thank you. And again, this is the Signature Required Podcast. I am your host, Miss Brittany Renee. You can get merch at SignatureRequired.com. If you're looking for a personal development coach, you can find me at BrittanyRenee.com. And we will see you back here shortly on the Signature Required Podcast. Peace. Bye.